नमो ओम विष्णु पदाय कृष्ण पृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नितिनामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चत्युताष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधार शिवाशदी गौरवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम शील प्रभुपाद हरे कृष्णा सो आवर सेमिनार इज कमिंग टू एन एंड आई होप यू हैव लाइक दिस प्रोग्राम लाइक दिस सेमिनार एंड learn something from this that is the main idea actually i started this program when i had some physical difficulty in 2008 and at that time the doctor told me not to travel too much and so i was thinking that there are so many devotees that i need to meet at different parts of the world how can i stop traveling altogether so at that time in consultation with some other devotees we decided that i would go to one place and let everybody come there in different continents in different parts of the world and so i thought that's a very good idea actually instead of me going to seven different places for one one day if i just go to one place for seven days and devotees come there then that really that will be easier on me and it will be beneficial for others also and with that understanding i started this programs of seminars the first one was in switzerland at a very nice location we went to a skiing resort and the skiing resort people go there during winter and in summer time it's empty so we took over one whole hotel entire hotel and that was actually the end of the road like the road doesn't go beyond that didn't go beyond like then from there you have to go up on the mountains on cable cars and uh, so and it was actually very beautiful even in summer there was a glacier like there was ice anyway so we took over the whole hotel and uh, so that was the first one and and then we next i had in america in orlando and Orlando also was very nice. I was in Orlando. I was spending time in Orlando because I had kind of recuperating. And Orlando has a very good medical facilities because many people go there for medical treatment because of weather and other things. And there I got to know one uh, Gujarati hotel owner, and he gave his whole hotel to us. <laughs> so we had the second seminar 
in Orlando. So in this way we started and uh, we also had one in South Africa. I think the South Africa, also we had it in Drakensberg only, but in some other location. Then we had one in Australia. So we more or less covered uh, various places. And of course in India we had also in Mayapur and Calcutta, not Mayapur actually, it was in Calcutta. And that is how it started and we thought of the themes. Like prior to that, you know, I think the first one was kind of a, I forgot what was the theme of the seminar. No, prior to that, I remember, I gave a seminar on our spiritual heritage. And I'd be, I actually had been giving seminars for quite some time. Like I remember, one well, of the first seminars I gave was in Radhadesh, in Belgium. And the theme was, uh, 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 theme was, Vishwana Chakravarti Thakur's Madhurja Kadambini. Madhurja Kadambini. And <coughs> so that was the first one. Generally those days I was giving the seminars on philosophical topics like that. The next one was our spiritual heritage and like that. And then I began to notice that when we talk about, when you spoke about philosophy, people tend to fall asleep, devotees tend to fall asleep. But when you told stories, then they woke up. <laughs> so then I thought, let me just give a seminar based on more on stories. And so what to start off, naturally the first choice was Mahabharata. But then I thought that if I give a string on Mahabharata, then I would be able to go back to Ramayana. So I start, thought, better let me start off with Ramayana. So we started like that. First Ramayana, then Mahabharata, and uh, then it gradually went to Krishna's pastimes, and Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan, and in between I also gave some seminars on Sri Prabhupada, I found actually. Then Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan, Krishna's pastimes out of Vrindavan. But now we came to the, to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, and uh, many devotees actually told me that that it was so, I mean, devotees don't read about Chaitanya so Devotees read Bhagavad Gita, devotees read Srimad Bhagavatam, but they rarely read Chaitanya Charitamrita, and therefore they don't really get to know much about Sri Chaitanya And uh, so it seems that devotees, ben you are benefited from this seminar. Because when you get to know Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, everything is actually there in his teaching, his pastime. Bhagavad Gita is included, Srimad Bhagavatam is included. Everything is included there. So, and the purpose of these seminars is 
not to give you a total understanding of the topic, but to give you a basic outline of the topic right? and generate an interest in you so that you probe deeper into it. So, and remember, huh? through this, huh? what, is, what are the important things to remember about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastime? The most important thing is to remember what was the purpose of his appearance? Why did he come? And it became very, very clear from the very outset, from the very beginning of his appearance, that he came to distribute the holy name. He came to inspire people to chant the holy name. And even at the time of his birth, he made everyone chant the as a little child, he, as a little baby, he made everyone chant. Do you remember that? Like how Mahaprabhu used to cry? And he would stop crying only when they chanted the holy So, when they stopped chanting, he started to cry. And when they started to chant, he laughed. <laughs> so, this is how, this is what Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu expects. We should remember that you know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu not only cried when he was a child, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sees that we all are not chanting, then he is sad. I gave them such a wonderful benediction, still they don't want to take advantage of it. I went out of my way. Mahaprabhu is considering. I sent my pure devotees to inspire them to chant in the holy name. But still they don't want to chant. On the other hand, when we chant, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu becomes very pleased. Always remember that. And he is there. Bahir Nishinga, Vridaya Nishinga. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is outside and he's also in our heart. We may not be able to see him, but didn't it become clear from Prahlad Maharaj's encounter with Hiranyakashipu? Hiranyakashipu asked, where is your Hari? And Prahlad Maharaj's response was, he's everywhere. Now, Hiranyakashipu could not imagine that everywhere meant, could mean really everywhere. So his thing was, he thought an impossible situation would be, is he in the thumb, in this pillar? Is he in this pillar? And what was Prahlad's response? Yes, he's there also. He's everywhere. And he did manifest himself. Therefore, we are, through these happenings, through these incidents, we must remember that how the Lord is there everywhere. And when he sees that we are chanting, he'll be happy. And it has been mentioned, Mahaprabhu himself actually expressed, explained the glory of the Holy Name, the meaning of the Holy Name. And he also mentioned there that even if just one chance without understanding why he is chanting, still he will derive spiritual benefit. 
So what to speak of consciously chanting the holy name to please the Lord in order to fulfill His command, His devotee's request. If we chant, how pleased the Lord will be. So with that understanding, let us take proper shelter of the holy name of the Lord and we will see what an inconceivable benefit we will derive out of it. And the proof is the time of death. And how many of you have seen devotees leaving their bodies? And how was that? Was it an ordinary departure? Or there was something unusual, something extraordinary. There are so many such wonderful examples. How devotees left their bodies. In that respect, I recall one 22-year-old girl in Pune, a disciple of His Holiness Rathanath her name was Shyam Shundari, very, very sweet girl. And she developed some sort of disease, incurable disease, I don't remember what it was. And all of a sudden, she got the attack. She fainted and she was taken to the hospital. She was in the ICU. When she regained her consciousness, she found that there were needles and all kinds of things, oxygen. So she told them to take everything off. And she requested the devotees to chant the body. And she left her body. Just imagine a 22-year-old girl. And another elderly lady in London, she had cancer. She was to leave her, when she was about to leave her body, she had her Japamala in her hand. She was chanting. And just before leaving the body, she lifted her hand, placed the mala, Japamala on her head. She left her body. So when one leaves one's body like that, also that reminds me, Anandamaya's mother, when she left her body, it was such a remarkable And we are seeing many devotees who left the movement actually. Got lost completely, proper disciples. Got lost, became, probably became quite degraded, developed some unpleasant disease. And when the time came, when they realized that they were going to leave their body, they just came back to the devotee uh, community. And they left their bodies surrounded by the devotees. That also reminds me, one devotee, he was a sannyasi, he was a Frenchman, a French devotee. And Soon after Srila Prabhupada's disappearance, he gave up his sannyas and got lost. We didn't know where he was. Nobody knew where he was. Then one day one lady 
saw some devotee and asked her, can you please tell me what is the, what is Prabhupada? So he said, actually Prabhupada is the name of her founder. So she, he asked, why are you asking? So she said, you see my boyfriend, I knew that he was at one time he was a Hare Krishna. And when he was leaving his body, he practically sat up and said, Prabhupada, you came. And he fell back. You know, he got completely lost, left the movement, gave up the association of devotees, totally gave up the spiritual life altogether. He may have forgotten Prabhupada, but Prabhupada didn't forget all the service that he rendered. So, at that time, Prabhupada came to rescue. So, this is the ultimate benefit of taking shelter of the holy name, taking shelter of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, taking shelter of Sri Prabhupada. So, please take, accept this process wholeheartedly. Full conviction, and I can I can I can assure you, you can you you can never go wrong. You can never go wrong taking shelter of this process. Time and time again, we have seen the proof. I mean, you may fake other times, but you can't fake it at the time of death. <laughs> that is the time you have to be absolutely real. And that is the most wonderful proof. And you're also seeing all kinds of miracles that are happening. Like somebody is so badly ill, so seriously ill, appears to have been that he'll believe in his body. And then the word goes around and the devotees start to pray and he becomes all right. <laughs> One wonderful example is Jayapataka Maharaj. His condition was so serious when he had that stroke, we took him to the hospital and it was early in the morning actually just even before Mangalarati. The Maharaj had the stroke, so, so in the, he was taken to the hospital. And at that time, they just, it was not the experts or rather uh, the, 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 what's it called, you know, brain surgeons and things were not there so early. So when they came and they checked him, they said that, that, I mean, it's very, very serious. You won't be able to survive. That evening, I remember, the, uh, the owner of that hospital, Hinduja, himself, Hinduja, Hinduja's youngest brother lives in Bombay. 
so he came with the head of the uh, the that department the head surgeon of the department and another as well three of them came they came to gopakrishna maharaj's room in bombay temple and gopakrishna maharaj called me so i went down to his room and we he told that they came to tell us that we should be prepared for jayapataka maharaj to leave his body it was so serious and mind you they are all experts and and it was from that point when they were expecting that he would leave his body that night look what he recovered i mean physically he has become little handicapped but his mind and intelligence has become even sharper than before if now this they were saying then when he actually recovered started to recover then the doctors say that he will become paralyzed all his life you won't be able to that means and he will be and he was in coma and actually that condition was so critical but uh, now he was supposed to have his brain is supposed to have gone dead but now we can see that his brain has become even more alive <laughs> than before <laughs> so these are the most amazing examples that we are seeing right in front of our eyes things like this can never i mean they can't explain how this happened medically clinically they they couldn't explain we asked them he said that that this is and they admit this is all due to krishna's mercy <laughs> because when they cannot explain why things happens in a certain way they have to they have to admit that the supreme personality of god is there and he is making this so this is how most wonderfully chaitanya mahaprabhu is demonstrating in order so that we can generate our conviction develop our faith thank you very much so <clears throat> i was discussing with the organizers <laughs> and we decided that all these days i had been speaking now i would hear you have to speak <laughs> so generally we do that at the end of the seminar we want devotees to give their their uh, experience and understanding and realizations so how many of you would like to speak something about the seminar okay Two, let's take the names jadurani was it shamananda you raised your hand Nishingananda also, and uh, okay, uh, yeah, Randhir, 
Okay, take take the names. Wait, do you have some pen and paper? Or give me the pen and paper. Or do you take the names and write it down? Okay, raise your hands once again, those who want to speak. Yeah, okay, give your names. Did you take the name behind you? The personality just behind you? Okay. Did Sri Radhanavan's hand go up? Okay. And uh, Anagasaki? Okay. So, did everyone? Yeah. Give your name. How many names did you get? Jai Shri thank you so much for giving this wonderful seminar. I always think that Chaitanya Charitamrita is so um, relatable for us because we see that the devotees are doing all the things we're doing. Sometimes Bhagavatam can be a little difficult to relate to. Kings with reigns of 30,000 years, oceans of butter and treacle. It's a little difficult. But Charitamrita is so easy because the devotees, you know, the devotees are doing the things we're doing. So in that way, Chaitanya Charitamrita is so wonderful actually. And actually, in every page of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there is so much example, so much instruction for us. But speaking personally, I prefer it to any of the literatures that Chaitanya Prabhupada has presented to us. And Gramadji have brought it alive so wonderfully, actually. Because um, one, of, one of the teachers in the movement who I really respect is Grace Burjantabu. He says that if if we can understand the subject matter, then we know how to summarize. And Gurmaj, you've done that so wonderfully, summarized this, the, placed it in sutras, 
practically and given it to us so wonderfully. Practically the whole Chaitanya Charitamrita in like eight or nine, eight or nine discussions. And it really brings the subject matter alive. And as Guramaj was saying, that often devotees don't read the Chaitanya Charitamrita so much. Even in our temples, actually, generally, Chaitanya Charitamrita class is only once a week. So the devotees don't read it so much. So I think it's really wonderful that Guramaj has so beautifully presented the whole Chaitanya Charitamrita practically in just eight or nine lectures. And it gives so much impetus for us to then take up the Chaitanya Charitamrita and read. And Chaitanya Charitamrita is so deeply philosophical, very satisfying actually. Not only is, the, um, is it an authorized biography, but also the glory of Jiva Goswami's Sandalbas has been woven into that text. So it's just so deep and satisfying. And you know, these are some of my realizations that God has just really brought Chaitanya Charitamrita to us so wonderfully, actually. So that's all I want to say. Thank Krishna. I would like to thank you, Guru Maharaj, for this amazing retreat in South Africa, set in the beautiful mountains. It's the first time we've come to a South Africa retreat, and it's absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Guru Maharaj, for speaking such nectar from your lotus lips. And we feel physically part of the pastimes of Lord Jadani Mahaprabhu. You brought us through the pastimes, the teachings of Srila Prabhupada. You're always inspiring us in our spiritual life and encouraging us to take Krishna consciousness seriously. And you've led us that way step by step. All we need to do is follow the process and follow Srila Prabhupada. Thank you to all the devotees. There's a numerous number of devotees who encourage us to come to the retreat. So thank you to all of you, and especially to you, Guru Maharaj, for your amazing seminars. Thank you. Firstly, I'd like to start by thanking you for the amazing pastimes that you shared with us and you know, the amazing association that you've had over the last few days with our, with our fellow devotees. Um, Guru if it's okay, I'd like to go back one day before the cinema and, uh, seminar and start my realization there. Um, seminar being, you know, money being the, the means, what is the goal? Um, there was something I, would, I, would, I really took away from that, being a young business person, and that being that you know, money shouldn't be the driver, it should be the consequence of what we do and how we do it. And the realization for me that I had in that regard was that if we act in a manner that serves Srila Prabhupada, everything else falls into place. I remember one of the questions that Sri uh, Radharaman Prabhu had asked the panelists was along the lines of how do you deal with difficult situations like bribery and you know when you get put into those situations as a business person. 
And for me, one of the things that I've actually lived in and, and experienced personally is going down those negative, terrible routes is always the easier part. But when you take the harder part, somehow Krishna makes the arrangement and opens other doors for you. And that I've experienced personally. I hope you know, that means something for everybody else who gets put into a similar situation. Um, coming you know, to the retreat tomorrow, again, thank you for taking us by the hand and leading us to the Lord's feet of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. As a young individual who's very far from London, you know, the way you laid it out and the way you explained things, it just makes me realize more and more that we'd be fools not to take heed of these these lessons and you know live our lives in a prescribed manner. So Maharaj, you know, if the intention was to inspire us to probe further and to learn more, from my side you you definitely inspired that and within so thank you Maharaj and thank you to all you wonderful devotees for the association that we've had over the last few days. Thank you. Hare Krishna, Guruvaj, thanks and humble obeisances. All glories to Prabhupada, all glories to devotees. Thank you very much for beautiful narration of the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya and revealing everything to us. Uh, many years ago, sometimes you hear statements, you can't digest it, so you don't appreciate it. I heard once they said that we're not so much interested in the purpose, we're interested in the commentary on the purpose. And after the seminar, I finally realized how important that statement was that when he was explaining this past tense to us. Thank you so much for that. And uh, I take back something from here I'll share with the devotees. You made a point yesterday. The problem is you're not reading Srila Prabhupada's books. You are exploring outside and trying to find something cheap. So I take back that very important point and make it a point of trying to read Prabhupada's books more often. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Guru and Hare Krishna dear devotees. Um, my realizations um, over these past few days was um, just to be in Guru Maharaj's association. As Guru Maharaj knows, um, Guru Maharaj doesn't often come to Port Elizabeth, so I'm indeed uh, honored to be in Guru Maharaj's association and in the association of so many wonderful and amazing devotees. 
and that is what this retreat has inspired me that the importance of devotee association, the importance of taking Guru Maharaj's association. So I'm thankful that um, we had the opportunity to spend this time together. And Guru Maharaj, you presented so much nectar to all of us that I'm sure that everybody feels like so enlivened and so enthusiastic. And that is what also Guru Maharaj wants us to um, yeah, take this nectar, which is like an ocean that Shri Prabhupada has given us. And we are so thankful for that Guru Maharaj and for Guru Maharaj's association. And Guru Maharaj, you play such an important part in all of our lives that we cannot even begin to thank Guru Maharaj yeah, in, 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 in any particular way. Words cannot even begin to express what I feel. Um, the devotee association on this retreat has been so, so amazing. I'm so thankful for that. I've met so many amazing and inspiring devotees that it actually Guru Maharaj, I don't and devotees, I don't even feel like going back to the material world, going back to work. I just want to be more and more involved and engaged. That's how I truly feel. And I don't even know how I'm gonna cope going back to the material world. So I just pray to Guru Maharaj for your mercy and your praise and I pray to every single devotee that has made an impact in all of our lives that this is what Krishna consciousness really is and this is the ocean of mercy that, that we experience each and every day in our day in our Krishna conscious lives and we should we should actually think like Guru Maharaj just said that how honored we are and how lucky we are to be in Krishna consciousness and how how honored we should be to have each other's association and Guru Maharaj's association. So Guru Maharaj um, and all the devotees, we sincerely pray to Sri Guru and Sri Guranga to bestow their richest blessings on each and every one of us. And um, yeah, thank you and Hare Krishna. But my journey here in South Africa started about 10 days ago. Actually, prior to that, when Maharaj really kindly extended his invitation to my husband to come here to South Africa to assist Maharaj to do some preaching programs. And when that invitation came, the first thing I said to my husband was, there is no way you're going to South Africa without me and the children. So if you're going, we are coming. I had always dreamed of coming to these retreats in South Africa whenever Maharaj would speak about them but they always felt like they were just a dream and I would never really be able to come here. So over the last 10 days, I've had the greatest honor and mercy of Maharaj to spend so much time with him and all the loving exchanges he's given to my children and myself and my husband. 
And I've seen him so meticulously preach to those people who have never heard of Krishna, let alone Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and present the philosophy in such an expert manner that he was winning their hearts just by being in their presence. And then to come here in the retreat and to delve so deeply into the deepest subject matters of Krishna consciousness of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Actually, when I first came to Krishna consciousness, my spiritual master, Radhana Swami, he used to do a lot of lectures on Chaitanya Lila. And within five minutes, I was completely lost because there are so many names, there are so many individuals, personalities, characters, I couldn't keep up. So when I was pregnant with Vajas, I had the opportunity to read Chaitanya Charitamrita from beginning to end. And it actually became my most favorite out of all of the texts, and still to this day is. But obviously when you have children, sometimes you're not able to read or to stay in touch. So this retreat over the last few days has just reignited my passion for this text. And I had so many plans when I went back to London. I was going to study more Ayurveda, I was going to continue my practice. And yesterday I said to my husband, I want to do nothing. I just can't wait to pick up Chaitanya Charitamrita again. And I want to teach it to my children from beginning to end. So thank you so much, Maharaj. And also, you know, Bhakti Swami has been my dear, my Siksha Guru. You know, he's been the person that asked me to chant 16 rounds, to give up in whatever I was doing in my previous life. Um, and even now, he's continually instructing me. And all of his disciples have given us so much care, so much love, and actually it just makes me feel how Srila Prabhupada's family is like one big family. We may be initiated by different gurus, but we're all loved and looked after by each of you. So, dearest heartmost, thank you to Maharaj for all his love to my family and to all of you for having looked after us so nicely. And we hope we can serve you in London. So please come and visit us. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Nashman. Hare Krishna. Uh, thank you to Maharaj and the retreat organizers for this amazing experience that we've had over the past few days. Uh, something that I learned, uh, one point that came up during the retreat have rather is yes. uh, the importance of reading Srila Prabhupada's books so that we don't deviate. But I think in, a, in addition to that, something I learned was the importance of hearing from Srila Prabhupada's loyal followers, uh, like Maharaj, because uh, like this one point that came up with the meeting between King Prataparudra and Lord Chaitanya, where the verse from the Gopi Gita caused Lord Chaitanya to not know who the king was and he was actually referring to Srila Prabhupada, which I thought that was an amazing point. And it's some, I doubt I would have ever come to that realization by just reading Prabhupada's books myself. So, Maharaj, really, you, you needed his mercy to, you know, arrive at that conclusion. That was a really mind-blowing thing. So, uh, yeah, that's, 
I think you just we be very grateful that you can uh, reveal some things to us for us that possibly no one else can. <laughs> so thank you. Accept my humble and respectful obeisances. They say a fool is known when he speaks, but perhaps if I speak and am known as a fool to all of you, it will actually make me more qualified to receive Mahaprabhu's mercy. As Gurmaraj has said, that the nature of love is that the most unqualified is become, will become the object of love. Thanks, Gurmaraj, for giving us such depth in Krishna consciousness in the setting. It's so conducive to our spiritual life. I feel as if we're in the Dharma Mirror. It seems as if we're in Mayapur or Vrindavan. Because when, when devotees go to Vrindavan or Mayapur, they say that chanting their rounds goes so easily and it's become so conducive in the Dharma. Yeah, by your presence, Guru Maharaj, you make this Drakensberg a Dharma to us. Our rounds go so easily, our reading goes so attentive. And that's all by your mercy and guidance. By constantly listening to your lectures, etc. Gurmaj, um, what I'm taking back from, from these lectures, one important point is when you mention about the rice candy and water, um, I need to also, I, I now understand how rice is grown and the example that you gave with how the rice needs to be watered initially where it's like soaked with water till, till the top and it exceeds that water. It's something that I need to take to with me to become more Krishna consciousness, take the process of Krishna consciousness more seriously. Uh, also, the Mahaprabhu's love and the way he conquers everyone with such love and humility is amazing. Whether it's with Chant Kazi or with great scholars, but his humility and his dealings with them was so heart-touching that, that it made me realize how I need to deal with people also that's not Krishna consciousness. Gurmaj and the devotees, please make me an object of the Lord's love and Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much. Many times over the past time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it was very inspiring to hear it from you, full of nectar. And also the general topics like about the seeds, money is not the goal, etc. We are very thankful. Please give us your blessings so that we can stay uh, firm and faith in our bhakti. And we hope to see you soon in Holland. Thank you, Guru Maharaj.
First point is on gratitude. I'd like to thank all uh, the devotees that have made this wonderful arrangement. Uh, it's not easy to set up such a retreat with all the logistics that go behind. Uh, we may not notice the challenges and the logistics uh, that they have to go through. So we'd like to thank them for making such arrangement. And we'd also like to thank Guru Maharaj for taking time out of his busy preaching schedule uh, last year we didn't have a retreat and this year we were fortunate to have a retreat and have Guru Maharaj's wonderful association. So thank you very much for making that time. Srila Prabhupada writes in his Bhaktivedanta purports that the perfection of the relationship between the disciple and the spiritual master is when the spiritual master uh, speaks about the glories of the Lord and the disciple pays attentive uh, hearing, years that glories. Because normally what happens is, uh, as the spiritual master is traveling, there may be so many challenges, so many issues, and most often uh, we find that uh, the spiritual master comes and the disciple starts to present all the challenges. I'm having this difficulty and this issue and this problem. Uh, but Prabhupada explains that when we have the opportunity to hear from the spiritual master about the glories of Krishna, uh, this is the perfection of the relationship. So we have this opportunity, uh, you know, many times a year, but at least once a year we have this opportunity to come and hear from Guru Maharaj. Uh, this is extremely important and nourishing uh, for the disciples. So we should not take this opportunity lightly. And in fact, uh, when we hear what the glory is about, we are actually hearing about the uh, glories of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And specifically during this time, uh, as Guru Maharaj described, that uh, Vrajendra Nandan Krishna appears once in a day of Brahma. The original Supreme Personality of God, it comes once in a day of Brahma. And in the next Kali Yuga, uh, the original Supreme Personality of Godhead comes as Lord Chaitanya, which means that every 8,640,000,000 years, the Lord, the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, comes to perform uh, his Vrindavan pastimes and his Navadu pastimes. So that means you could say that we have this opportunity to hear from Guru Maharaj, uh, you know, after billions of years. So it's very, very rare. And therefore we should not uh, neglect this opportunity. Srila Prabhupada, uh, it's described in the Bhagavatam, that the Srimad Bhagavatam is the nectarian ripened fruit of the Vedas. But because it was uh, spoken, it was uh, given by Sukadev Goswami, who's like the parrot. When the parrot uh, eats of a ripened fruit, that fruit becomes even more sweeter. So the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are uh, supremely nectarian. And this weekend when we had the wonderful opportunity, uh, the blessed opportunity to hear from Guru Maharaj, those pastimes and glories have just become even more sweeter. So we are very, very thankful for that. This is our greatest desire. Uh, we sing every day. 
गुरु मुखा पद्मा वाक्यापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्मापत्
Maharaj, one of the scriptures. Hmm? And Srila Bhaktisamad said, uh, you know, even though we don't want to give up, but uh, for our safety we'll have to give up. So you should give up Bhagavad Gita. And then he continued, but you know, holding Pope Chaiti Charitamrita and Srimad Bhaktam may also be very difficult in the way. So you'll still have to give up another scripture. And he said you should give up uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. And then Srila Bhaktisamad said, but never ever give up Chaitanya Chaitamrita. So uh, in Srila Prabhupada's Pranam Mantras, uh, we see Prabhupada glorified as Gauravani Pracharine. He didn't go to the world uh, and give Krishna Vani Pracharine, but actually Gauravani Pracharine, the message of Lord Chaitanya. So this is very, very significant. And uh, we had the opportunity to actually hear the wonderful pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. My desire is that uh, I try to remember as Guru Maharaj recollected the pastime of Srila Prabhupada. I personally uh, told you, personally instructed you, how could you forget? So I pray by Guru Maharaj's mercy that I uh, try to remember uh, all that he has said. And I pray by the mercy of the devotees in March that I realize these teachings and try to dedicate my life in revealing Lord Chaitanya and his teachings uh, to the world. Thank you. Shiva Prabhupada Ki Yeah, you said it, but it didn't. Uh, yeah. Didn't yeah. Pratama Prabhu, please. It's nearly breakfast time, so I'll be very, very quick. <coughs> no, don't, don't worry, because the breakfast is <laughs> there. I think people are so bored hearing my voice. <laughs> please join me in praying together. Srigita Chaita. Supraneta, Bhagavinja, Prabhupada, Gata Brahma, Novi Bhakti, Jarupada. Thank you. You know, it's very interesting. Um, I first met uh, Shrivad in 1995 and he became my Bhartma Pradeshaka Guru. So for 22 years I've been gaining Siksha from uh, Bhattachala Swami. And it's quite amazing, I was just thinking earlier on. That coming from a very poor family, a very highly illiterate family, he's been so encouraging, and even here today, and um, over the past 10 days, in fact 22 years, he's always been trying to help me uh, to become at least human. And, <laughs> and whatever quality he sees, he really tries to make that um, an offering to Prabhupada. And um, recently I had the opportunity of uh, intimately associating uh, with Bhaktichara Swami. And it's probably been one of the best times of my life. And I'll tell you why. In Chaitanya Chaitamrit, we read how Kaviraj Goswami, he explains that even after writing so many chapters and so many verses, in the future, Vyasadev, he'll be elaborating on that. If we look at the way history works, what you find is that Prabhupada, in fact, sorry, this is my realization, that 
various associates of Lord Sri Krishna, they come and they start to reveal the glories of the Lord. And once and only if they reveal the glories of the Lord, then when the next Vyasa appears, he then documents that. So I was wondering in my mind that even after writing Chaitanya Chaitamrita, what can Vyasa actually add on? Coming here, I now realize that. Kaviraj Goswami explains, Krishna Shakti Nam Vinay, Krishna Nam Prachal. It's quite easy to speak to the converted. But when you're speaking to people who break all the rules and regulations, whose samskriti, whose culture is probably one who would never achieve the people of Sri Krishna, and then suddenly you get the opportunity to see the transformation, to see how they change, only a person who has been specially empowered by Lord Krishna can make that change. And it's been an amazing experience to see in London. We had 13 programs, and I saw people from all walks of life, all backgrounds, coming to understand the glories of Sri Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the Hare Krishna movement. And I saw that firsthand on how Bhakti Swami was dealing with these people, on how he represents the philosophy, the ancient Orthodox philosophy of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, in such a way that people across the world are being inspired. Even here in Cape Town, the largest gathering of non-Indians the largest gathering of affluent people took place. And not only in the venue did we have these people come. Even to this day, um, I've been getting messages from the host, Raghavan, on how the feedback is just phenomenal. People now are inviting Bhakti Swami to come and have one-to-one -one meetings. And these are actually 80% you know, non-Indians who are from very rich, affluent backgrounds in Cape Town. Those people who attended, were watching and were witnessing the philosophy in action. But along with that, we had over 5,000 people across the world watching as well. In Durban, we had even more people watching. So it's amazing to see on how Prabhupada's philosophy can actually be represented in order to create a revolution across the world. And I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to somehow another be instrumental in that. And for that reason, me and my family, we repeatedly wish to remain in the service of uh, Bhakti Swami, so and obviously his disciples. Coming here today and over the past few days, apart from being in service, we've also got to see on how we can mold our life more around Krishna through the example of his disciples like Jagannath Prabhupada, Prabhu, his wife, and all of you here. I think today we're going to be taking away so many lessons to know on how we can try to be just like yourselves in being assets somehow or another in Prabhupada's movements. And it means so much to me to have the opportunity to associate with all of you here. And also all the questions that I ask, I don't normally ask questions, but when Bhakti Swami speaks, he inspires those questions. Because he inspires you to become more and more devoted and more and more introspective. So it's such an honour and a pleasure. And I really hope that I can somehow now continue to serve uh, my dearest spiritual master and his disciples. Thank you so, so very much, Maharaj, for all of your kindness your compassion and your love. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Jagadananda, will you say something?
Hare Krishna, everybody. In the third canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, we have Vidura asking Matreya Rishi, says, My dear Lord, I am such a fool. Please tell me what I actually need to hear. I'm such a fool that I don't even know what to ask you. I don't have the exact questions to pose to you. But you know what's good for me. And you know what is beneficial for me. So you decide and you tell me. Now you've heard how Gumaj has mentioned that people from Durban don't ask questions. And later he says that the sign of intelligence is one who asks questions. So you can make your own conclusions. <laughs> and to emphasize that point, Gumaj subsequently, when they weigh questions, he actually pointed out, oh, the vast majority of questions didn't come from Durban. So that should leave you in no doubt the, the position of some of us, especially those of us from Durban, we're fools. I didn't see that, that's how it's going. Robert mentioned that. Okay, those who understood everything don't have any questions. To go ahead very mercifully, very mercifully, chosen this topic. And this topic is the transcendental pastimes. Of Lord Chaitanya. In the last few days, we have been transformed, we have been transported to a modern day Nemisharanya, where Lord Chaitanya is now distributing his mercy. But we're not just simply hearing the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya, we are hearing them after they've been relished over and over and over again by Srila Gurudev. We have heard and seen how it's flowing, this nectar. Gumaj, although he carries sometimes a few points of notes, I've hardly once seen him even refer to notes. And it is, the nectar is just flowing. So we've been greatly fortunate to relish, to taste a little of the Mahaprasad that's coming from his lotus mind. Every one of Krishna's pastimes comes with a benediction. Like, uh, all the 20 demons that are killed and are mentioned in the 10 canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, each one comes with a benediction. Like, for example, um, the Brahma Vimohanara Lila is dealing with doubts. And each one of these uh, obstacles is cleared by hearing those pastimes. Um, Putna, that pastime is dealing with false gurus, hearing what false is. And um, Pralambasura pastime is about how we can overcome illicit uh, desires within the heart. So, what is the benediction that's coming from the pastime that I this retreat? We've heard how Gumaj preface this, this uh, retreat by saying, um, he gave the wonderful story of how he put two little chili with the key. And Prabhupada corrected him and said, Why? I personally taught you 
could you forget? So this is the benediction that comes. Now Gumai is personally teaching us, and when he says this, I understand that we should not forget. And if he's merciful to us, we won't forget. So we're begging for that mercy to him, Gumai, that you kindly ensure that we do not forget. Over in this morning's address, Gumai is reminding us of all the wonderful activities of the devotees, especially those devotees at the time of death, how they were remembering Krishna and how they left their bodies in such perfect Krishna consciousness. So here we see this. Guru is not just simply relating this pastime like a story, but is benedicting us with the ability to remember Lord Chaitanya. And of all the pastimes of the Lord and all the topics in spiritual life, hearing from a Gaudiya Vaishnava Charya, the most relishable is going to be about Lord Chaitanya. Here we see not just Swabhakti Shriyam, where the Lord is come to give his own personal loving devotion and to distribute that feeling freely, but we get him his divine Vaishnava Bhakti Charu Swami's own Swabhakti Shriyam in this, that we get his love that he has for the Supreme Lord. His love for Srimati Radharani and Krishna Prabhupada. And we getting we getting the benediction of that as well. There's a very beautiful shlok in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that says, Katam chanas mithi yasmin duskaram sukram bhavet vismite viparitamsyat Shri Chaitanyam Namami Tam. That means it's from the Adi Nila, uh, chapter 14, text 1. And it means that if somehow or other we are able to remember Lord Chaitanya, then difficult things become easy. And if we don't remember Lord Chaitanya, then easy things will become difficult. And it is to this Supreme Lord that we offer, one should offer their obeisances. So let's let us all, you know, add to the chorus of acknowledgement and thanks. Firstly, to His Divine Grace, Shri Bhakti Charan Swami Maharaj. His Divine Grace, Shri Bhakti Charan Swami Maharaj. And then to all the organizers. It's just uh, I'm hoping Gurmajun will do the vote of thanks. Please, Gurmajun. It's, there's so many wonderful, you know, we have our, our own Sivananda Sen amongst us. You've heard in the past times of Lord Chaitanya that how wherever Lord Chaitanya went, he would go and make the most amazing, wonderful arrangements for prasadam and everything else to make things happen. So, you know, that's our Himangi Chaitanya Prabhu. We guys Himangi Chaitanya Prabhu team, and his wonderful team. So, so much is going on with this, really so much. And to get the retreat uh, put together, it's a phenomenal task. Really, it's a phenomenal task. I remember very clearly that why Gumaj is doing this? Because sometimes we may think, oh, we've come to this strange place, you know. Ordinarily, we'll not come to a place like this. Devotees on your own, you may not come unless you have some, some you know, some definite business here. 
But we have come here because Guruji's thinking is that if he has this kind of retreat, say in the temple, then devotees will come and devotees will go. We always get distracted by so many other activities like our work and our family, and there's always so many things. But here we get this concentrated association. For the last five days, we've been together. We've been together, we've been relishing together, and hopefully we didn't have much else to do but to hear and chant. So this is one of the primary reasons why this kind of retreat is put together. It's not so much that Gumaj needs to do this retreat, but it's more that we need to get away from the distractions of our material pursuits or whatever else and spend some time, concentrated time, uninterrupted, undisturbed time to hear from this Nandi like here. So, Thank you everyone. My, I would end by thanking each and every one of you for coming, making the effort to be here, because without you all there is no retreat. Thank you very much. His Divine Rain, Srila Bhakti Chan Swami Maharaj Ke Gaur Bhattavindiki. I must remind you all about the GBC resolution. <laughs> that, uh, the expression divine his divine grace is exclusively reserved for Shri Prabhupada. It's been changed recently. No. <laughs> anyway. All glory is to Shri Prabhupada. Thank you so much, Yagamanda. Hare Krishna. So uh, do you have the list of the uh, Ram Vijay Guru. So, thank you all very much. And he's offered the list to Shri Prabhupada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, indeed, we had a wonderful time together. And nice to have this kind of facility where, as Jagadananda Pandit mentioned, that where we are completely cut off from our regular daily chores and we are completely absorbed in here, away from everything else. And this is how we do get uh, very pure experience of a spiritual life. Like this is how we wish that every day could have been like. That we can be in the association of devotee and be completely absorbed in Krishna consciousness. I mean, I could see that, I can tell for myself, like I was completely absorbed because Every day, for three classes, I had to spend a few hours preparing for the classes. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, <clears throat> like, personally I feel that the, one of the best way to learn is by teaching. Because while you are teaching, you have to prepare yourself for what you want to teach. 
And when you're speaking, you're also speaking to yourself, you're reminding yourself. So, anyway, so I wouldn't <clears throat> uh, take much time, in, but at the same time, I do feel very, very strongly that I must express my heartfelt thanks and gratitude to all of you for coming and making this program such a joyous occasion. Now, <clears throat> this has been possible due to the very hard work of few devotees. And first of all is actually Hemanga Chaitanya. So, Hemanga, wherever you're hiding, just show up. He's what? All this while he was hanging around here. <laughs> okay, then I'll keep him for the end. Let's see. Anyway, I want, just want to say a few things about Himanga. Like, uh, he had been really absorbed in this, men organizing this program. He had been uh, thinking about it. It all started actually when we had the retreat in Croatia. And in Croatia, most of the devotees were from England. And many of the devotees from England are actually from East Africa. And when I told them about Durban program, I mean this Drakensberg program, they all became very excited and many of them wanted to come. And uh, we thought that many of them would be coming, but unfortunately most of them didn't. So those of you who have come from London, my very, very special thanks to you. Another group of devotees that came from Holland, I express my sincere thanks and gratitude to all of you, because that's a long way that you came. And as a matter of fact, I didn't really know that uh, so many of you would come. Rama Radhika wrote to me asking how safe was South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and at that time, I thought she was traveling alone. So I told her that if you're traveling alone, then don't come. <laughs> huh? You came alone? Yeah. Oh, very brave lady. <laughs> anyway, so, see, she didn't listen to me. <laughs> but uh, it was so nice that so many of you did come. And And I want to extend my special thanks to 
Sri Radharaman Prabhu and Ananga Sokhi and the children for coming here. You see, Radharaman Prabhu is assist, helping me actually very nicely in the outreach program. Uh, I don't know whether you all know, he is holding a very high position in HSBC Bank. He is the global head of, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, private banking, yeah, private banking. The global head of HSBC at the age of private banking at the age of 30, 38. I thought you were 31. <laughs> so, even at the age of 38, to have such a position, so obviously he'll just rise up very high uh, in course of time. And <clears throat> he organized, I think, 13 programs in six days. <laughs> he really knows how to keep me busy. <laughs> he. Uh, uh, and we had three programs um, and two programs every day. And one day we had three programs, including a program in the parliament. Uh, and that also in the House of Lords. Uh, parliament has got two uh, aspects, House of, House of Commons and House of Lords. And House of Lords are meant for the lords and ladies. <laughs> and. Uh, and the last program, actually one of the programs actually was in the house of one very, very important person, Anil Agarwal. Just to give you an idea of who Anil Agarwal is, Anil Agarwal gave Indian government one billion dollars. <laughs> so, of course, you know, when they give one billion, you can rest assured they'll get make five million out of it. <laughs> so, so we had the program in Anil's house and uh, Radharaman was moderating and in that program Zed was there and we were three of us, Zed was there and there was another uh, gentleman who was rated as the lawyer of the year by Times. Like they rated him as the lawyer of the year. And uh, so he was there, three of us, and the program was so successful. And at that time, Himanga was there in that program, and Himanga said, we must have this program in South Africa. <laughs> and so the next day I told Sri Radharaman, and one of the important feature actually was to get said to come because a person like him automatically creates an interest uh, in the in the outside world I'm talking about the outreach program actually because he is one of the top persons in the in the HSBC bank and HSBC is one of the leading banks of the world today so and Zed agreed and 
like uh, I was getting actually Radharaman Prabhu was mentioning that some people are wondering how we manage to get Z to come to South Africa and anyway so we had and then we decided to have the program and when we decided to have the program then we decided to have it in uh, three places Cape Town, Durban and naturally Johannesburg and when I generally go to Cape Town I stay at, stay at Raghavan, stay with Raghavan. He makes it a point that when I go there I have to stay at his place and that's the only time actually we get some time to spend together and so <clears throat> he, I told him that I was coming on such and such day and I told him why I was coming and straight away he told me that okay I'll, I'll organize the program I'll do everything and he did that he had organized the program in one of the best hotels in Cape Town and he invited the cream of Cape Town society as uh, Sri Radharaman mentioned, like in that, in that program, there were about 80% were non-Indians. And, uh, and they were the cream, I mean, they were not only whites, they were the most uh, successful individuals of the community. And the, and the response was extremely, uh, extremely favorable. The other day, uh, I spoke to Rag Raghavan. Raghavan was telling that he got more than 100 appreciations already. And he is in touch with Radharaman. And he also mentioned to him that how these people were uh, appreciating this program. And that shows how eager the whole world is to hear about Krishna, hear about pure spiritual understanding pure spiritual understanding and people are eager and we have you know, we have the real knowledge so they are willing to hear and we have the commodity to provide so that's how we should actually go and uh, I'll tell you about what made this kind of program so interesting that's why I put on emphasis on asking questions because you can't imagine what kind of questions come and that actually opens up a whole horizon like <clears throat> in that program in London in Anil Agarwal's house uh, the last question was to me and the last question was asked by I think he's your colleague also, right? From another person from HSBC, uh, a very, very smart-looking young man. Young man means means in his thirties, mid thirties, probably. And uh, his question actually was, "What is the relationship between religion and spirituality?" Now, this spirituality is a very relevant topic in the Western world now. Because people are rejecting religion, but they are saying that they accept spirituality, but they do not. 
And that actually gave me such an opportunity. Like my immediate response was, religion is a means to understand spirituality. And that actually enabled, gave me the opportunity to speak what religion actually is. And as Prabhupada time and time again emphatically pointed out that what we are pursuing is not a faith, is a science. So religion is a science. The religion is a science to understand the spiritual reality. And then I pointed out just as physics is the means to understand energy. Mathematics is the means to understand numbers. Similarly, religion is the means to understand the spiritual reality. So just as physics is a science to understand energy, mathematics is a science to understand numbers, religion is the science to understand a reality that exists beyond our sight. By no other means we can understand that reality. But the religion is the means by which we can understand that reality because religion is established by the individuals who are coming from that reality. Either the Lord himself comes and gives us the information about that reality or the prophets or his son or his representatives come from that world and give us the information ab about that reality. And that is how we become, uh, it becomes possible for us to understand that reality. And then I went in to explain, like, it's unfortunate how the religions have degraded today and became whatever it has become today. What is going on in the name of religion is the total disgrace to this science. Anyway, so the point is that the world is willing to hear. The world is willing because the world has, today's world is a very intelligent world. And they are eager to understand, eager to have the informations about that reality that exists beyond our sight. And it is our solemn responsibility to give it out to them and benefit the world in this way. And this is the way we can change the world. And this information is not come, going to come from any political leader or uh, social leader, social reformers or philosophers or uh, anyone. It is going to come from the devotees of the Lord who has the proper information Anyway, so uh, so thank you so much, Sri And I also want to thank uh, uh, Krishna Kumari. She met me in Washington, and also in an occasion where one uh, wing of UN uh, gave me a award uh, for establishing peace in the world. <laughs> so she, she came to the program with some of her friends and uh, 
I met her before also in a few occasions, but that time she was really very, very appreciative. And then I arranged that we would meet again. We met again the next day in the house where I was staying. And, uh, and Krishna Kumari decided to come to South Africa. And thank you so much. And incidentally, Krishna Kumari is a very intelligent girl. She is a lawyer by profession. And she joined ISKCON at a very young age. And Tamal Krishna Maharaj noticed that she's a very intelligent girl. So she, he, dis, he suggested that she goes to the university and studies law. And she did that. And today she's working uh, with Mitsubishi in the legal team. Thank you so much, Krishna Kumari, for coming and giving us your association. Thank you. And once again, thank all of you for coming to this program and giving us your association. At the same time, I want to also express my heartfelt gratitude to one person uh, who has been helping me in my projects for many, many, last many, many years. And that is uh, Shanti Lal Mistri. <laughs> Shanti Lal is 84 years old, so you can well imagine uh, how difficult it can be for a person of that age to travel and come out of the house and be in a situation like that. And but Shantila, when he heard that I was coming here for the program, he wanted to also come. So thank you so much. And I especially want to thank you. And I want to also tell you all that how Shantila has been helping me. You see, recently I embarked on a project of establishing a school in and uh, naturally, you know, like whenever I embark in a project, I, I embark in it without making proper arrangements, and then, then I end up in difficulty with funds. <laughs> so when I told, just a casually, I mentioned Shantilal about the project, and Shantilal also got to know about the difficulty, the financial difficulties that I was facing. And that time Shantilal assured me that don't worry, I will complete the project for you. And he remained true to his statement. He has been helping me. And now the project is complete. Just Last week, the last painting work was done. <laughs> so thank you so much, Shantilal Prabhu. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. And it seems that Hemanga appeared and disappeared. <laughs> okay. I told you, why are you hiding? Come out of your hiding. <clears throat> so, uh -huh. Hemanga, 
uh, last year as uh, uh, as uh, uh, I was told that last year actually I, I didn't do that last year I so uh, Nishingananda just mentioned that it reminded me actually I thought every year I had been doing it but actually last year we didn't do the seminar and Himanga was quite emphatic that we have to do it this year and since then he had been on top of it and he is the one who makes all this <coughs> made all these arrangements and one thing I can tell you like in a facility like this we cannot really have a program with the budget that we have but I must admit that Hemanga is a great one to bring the price down <laughs> Indians are very expert in bargaining <laughs> and some Indians are exceptionally <laughs> exceptionally capable in doing that and and Hemanga is undoubtedly one such personality and what did he do you know he befriended the owner of this place <laughs> he plays tennis with him uh, and that also brought the price down and because otherwise we couldn't really afford uh, such a facility and not only that he made not only that he made this arrangement he took care of every single aspect. Devotees came from different parts of the world. Hemanga was on top of that. I would get into anxiety and he would say, don't worry, Guru Maharaj, like everything is taken care of. And uh, like he would receive them from the airport. He would uh, transport, make arrangement for the transport for them to come. And then when, he, when they came here, and also I must admit Ram Vijay had been a great help to him so and he uh, together they actually took care of every single aspect transport bhoga supply the bhoga you can't buy it here the vegetables and every single item we had to transport it from Durban. Uh, he uh, arranged also uh, the devotees to cook. And, uh, and we, you saw like the prasadam was uh, very, very high class. Accommodation was high class. Not only high class, first class. Prasadam was delicious and uh, arrangements all every single arrangement was so nicely done <laughs> so Himanga can you get the team to come so that we can thank them Radha Radhya and so while they are bringing them let me also thank those who have given their wonderful service towards making this project such a success.
First of all, I want to thank Jamnacharya Prabhu for bringing Shiva Prabhupada. How could this program be without Shiva Prabhupada? And who brought Shiva Prabhupada? Jamnacharya. Thank you so much. And Chitra Devi, thank you so much for all your support. So he also, uh, Jamnacharya and Chitradevi not only brought Srila Prabhupada, they also took care of the bhoga supply. Like while I was coming, uh, Jagadananda pointed out that this is uh, Jamnacharya's van. So we saw the van, we overtook took the van and then I got to know that the van was actually bringing all the bhoga here. Jamnacharya's company's van was used in bringing the bhoga and equipments and in his truck, in his, in his big truck. Then Nishingananda and team, uh, his team was uh, Bhakta Sholto, Nalini Kanta uh, in managing the seminar room, worshipping of Srila Prabhupada and Kirtan and various other devotees offered Kirtan and Arati. I remember the first day Arati was offered by Sri Radharaman Prabhu to Srila Prabhupada. And <clears throat> Bhavisha uh, did the Bhavisha Mataji uh, and the devotees of Netherlands took care of the garland. And beautiful garlands, and sometimes I used to, I was think, I was thinking of telling them that uh, why do you make, why are you making so many garlands? Uh, because you can give me prasad of Srila Prabhupada, then there is no need to make so many garlands. But I was told that already so much flowers have been brought in that they have to make the garlands. <laughs> so thank you so much, Bhavisha and your team. Yeah. Huh? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much. <laughs> then, uh, Dinanath Prabhu, uh, assisted by Dinanath Prabhu, and Aradhana Mataji, Shankarananda, Gita Mataji, Samba. So the kitchen is, the kitchen team is here. Radharadhyaya. Radharadhyaya, like, I never knew that Radharadhyaya is such a good cook. <coughs> Radharadhyaya used to, he's a very talented devotee actually. He cooks nicely, he plays Mridanga nicely, and he is a good pujari also. And he is very, very committed, very dedicated. <laughs> and you can see very humble, very humble. And Radharadi is already uh, involved in the, uh, the restaurant of uh, Johannesburg, uh, what's the name? Midrand. Midrand, yeah, Midrand branch of Johannesburg. 
and uh, Hemanga really had to uh, struggle with the management to get Radharatha to come here. <laughs> and and it was very graceful of them, very nice of them to let him go because in a restaurant you'd see like they need uh, the cooks especially and uh, the temple management, Radhisham Prabhu and others had been very kind and allowed him to come here uh, to cook. And along with Radharadhyaya are Dinanath uh, and Shankararanya, they also helped. Dinanath also is a good cook and a good pujari. He is serving in Lanesha, uh, in Phoenix Temple. And it's nice of them also that they let him come. And <clears throat> so how did you all like the prasad? So who gets the credit for that? <laughs> Radharadhyaya and this Also, how did you like the South Indian dishes? Huh? The idlis, I... I thought those idlis were great. <laughs> and behind that idli scene is Radha, she is not there? Okay. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, our Radhamrita, uh, uh, Gita, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Gitamrita. Is she here? Okay. Anyway, she, she also came all the way from America. She was so keen to take part in this, uh, in this program that she flew all the way, although she has three little children and the youngest one is still in her laps, but still, she came here. And uh, also, Bhagavati made the jalebis. <laughs> How did you make the jalebis? I thought those jalebis were great. So, so this uh, undoubtedly the prasad was delicious and everyone appreciated that. And we also want to thank the devotees who assisted the service of the prasad. Serving was done by different devotees and uh, like different days there were different servers so their names couldn't be given. So thank you very, very much for all your help in service. Then Sanvir and Ranjay, Sanjay, they drove, uh, they actually uh, transported the devotees in their vehicles. Then and I must extend my special thanks to Krishna Kishore and Jagadananda for taking care of me. <laughs> uh, 
Jagannanda always takes care of me. Not only now, since the time I actually got to know him. Jagadananda Jayashri uh, has been my permanent host in Durban. <laughs> and there have been times when I spent weeks, uh, six weeks, seven weeks at a time in their house. I was, those days I was involved in South Africa as a GBC and I also had the responsibility to translate Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavatam within three years' time, the entire Srimad Bhagavatam, and offered them to Srila Prabhupada in 1996 for Prabhupada's centennial. And uh, so those days, I had to take care of my managerial responsibilities. But I used to tell them that in the morning I would translate and in the afternoon I'll come to the temple. And that's what I used to do. I used to stay at Jagannanda and Jayashri's place. And I used to get up at about 2, 2.30 and start translating. <laughs> and uh, then after breakfast I used to actually chant my rounds. <laughs> and so you had such wonderful memories of those days, Jayashri. So thank you all once again for making this retreat such a grand success. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and all glories to the assembled devotees. Okay. Okay. So I just got to know that today is Randi's mother's birthday. She is another lady who had been helping me since a long, long time. She runs a business in Durban and uh, along with her husband she was running the business and I remember she would come to see me in the afternoons mainly and she would tell that she wanted to have, see me and she would come and each time she came she gave me a packet and you can wait, can you imagine what was in that packet? The packet was full of South African rants. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, we all wish you a very, very happy birthday and many happy return of this day. Hare Krishna. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. That's why, that's why I had to... Uh, Identify you as Randi's mother, and that's actually Indian way of doing it. Huh? Uma, right, right. Thank you so much, Uma. So let's all wish Uma a very happy birthday by singing it, although the cake is not there to cut. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Uma. Happy birthday to you. Hare Krishna to you. Hare Krishna to you. Hare Krishna to Uma. Hare Krishna to you. Happy birthday.
thank you, Hare Krishna. Oh, I also forgot to thank Anandamaya Das. So he has been filming me and he always likes to render service from behind. Anandamaya, I know him since he was a little child. I mentioned about his mother. His father and mother became one of my early disciples in Durban. And the way his mother, his mother left, his, left her body, Jasuda Devi, was so remarkable. She just told everybody, like, please don't drag me behind. Just free me, let me go. And she told everyone to let her just go. And, and that's how she was left. Especially she told her husband, that don't try to drag me. So, and of course they all were very young at that time. And actually I must say that his, him and his brothers and sisters, parents, their parents actually brought them up very, very nicely. Uh, from their childhood, they were brought up in such wonderful Krishna consciousness. His father used to have a program in their school on Sundays. So I used to come to the Sunday morning and with the little children in the school, and I would ask questions, and all the questions I would ask, two hands would always go up. <laughs> Those two hands were Anandamaya's hand and his brother's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. All glory is to Shri